The state of Colorado is dependent on our rivers. Often called the lifeblood of our great state, rivers are vital for communities, agriculture, recreation, industry, and our overall quality of life. Cities, towns, and counties across Colorado are committed to protecting and restoring the rivers flowing through their communities. Join us today on Ripple Effects to learn more about how Colorado communities are connecting with their local rivers for the benefit of residents, economies, and the environment. Steamboat Springs is an iconic Colorado community. Founded in 1900 on the banks of the Yampa River, the city of Steamboat has long been tied to the whims of the river. In Steamboat's early days, agriculture supported by the Yampa was the heartbeat of the economy and the community. Agriculture continues to play a critical role for the city and its surrounding communities today. But the river also supports other important economic and quality of life benefits, including world-class recreation, a thriving tourism economy, and a strong, closely linked sense of community. With Steamboat being a mountain recreation town, uh, we have uh, uh, very diverse seasons. And with the snowfall that we get in the wintertime, that is key and crucial for the, uh, the flows that we see in the summertime. Uh, not only for recreation, obviously, which people enjoy, but also for the lifeblood and the history of what Steamboat is, the ranching community. So the irrigation, water rights, uh, that is key. And as uh, the city's water rights portfolio uh, is managed with Kelly, uh, as we irrigate our hay fields that we have with lessees, uh, that's, that's uh, very important. Uh, we are all becoming more aware of the, the need for water and the shortage of water, and also the quality of the water that's flowing through our town. And uh, it starts in the mountains, it passes through these tributaries, and eventually is in the Yampa River. And uh, this awareness is, is growing, and that's a good thing for today and future generations. The interesting thing about Steamboat Springs is, of course, they settled on the Yampa and on the location where there's plenty of water for a good reason. And Steamboat's at the confluence of um, nine tributaries with the Yampa River. And so, um, you know, I think that provided a lot of resources historically not only for drinking water supply for the community, but also for agriculture. Then when the ski area came here in the late 60s, mm -hmm. um, and then um, once snowmaking came into vogue in right around the, the 80s, then the river also provided a supply for snowmaking. It is interesting to see. I don't think there's any element of the community that connects all the different groups together like the river does. Um, whether it's tourism, agriculture, um, recreation, it touches every element of our community unlike some other things. Earlier this year, I spoke with three people who work for the city of Steamboat and who are intimately familiar with how important a healthy Yampa River is for the community. Craig Robinson is Parks, Open Space, and Trails Manager. Kelly Romero-Heaney is the city's Water Resource Manager. And Michael Lane is the Communication Manager for Steamboat. The Yampa River provides a wide spectrum of benefits for residents and tourists alike. However, the benefits of the Yampa spread well beyond the city's limits. 
as one of the last essentially free-flowing and wild rivers in the Colorado River Basin, the Yampa meanders through fields and canyons until it meets the Green River at Echo Park. The free-flowing nature of the Yampa allows it to retain its natural characteristics, with high spring and summer runoff and lower base flows in the fall and winter. This dynamic flow regime allows for healthy riverbanks with iconic cottonwoods, box elders, and dogwood trees, as well as supporting a rare stronghold of critically endangered fish. And I'd say the Yampa River is unique in that it's one of the last rivers in Colorado and in the Colorado River system that's pretty much free-flowing. We do have a couple of smaller storage projects um, in our basin, but for the most part, our peak flows are the same peak flows that existed prior to uh, humans being here. And because of that, we have an ecosystem that's remained relatively intact. And also, we've been able to um, adapt to, to a system with the peak hydrograph and the lower flows. Um, and unlike some of the other rivers, it's not controlled by uh, um, a dam operator, largely. I think what we found is river health is nobody's uh, responsibility and everyone's responsibility. And while the city wants a healthy, free-flowing river through its town, um, the city only has so much jurisdiction over the watershed. We cover 9.9 um, .9 square miles of the over 640 square mile watershed that contributes to us. And so we had to work with partners to really make a difference because it's the health of the watershed that drives the health of the river through town. So we've engaged with our Water Conservancy District, Upper Yampa Water Conservancy District, which owns and manages Stagecoach Reservoir, um, the Community Agricultural Alliance. I think it's very important that you engage with your ag community because they're the ones most impacted by the river. Um, our user groups. Uh, Colorado Parks Wildlife, Aquatic Biologists. Yep. Um, and co conservation organizations like American Rivers and the Nature Conservancy and Colorado Water Trust. Um, a lot of involvement, a lot of interest, a lot of passionate people looking out for the health of the river and uh, trying to secure flows for future generations. The natural hydrograph of the river allows for incredible recreation in and around the river, allowing it to be one of the most desired river destinations in Colorado. Fishing, rafting, kayaking, bird watching, hiking, exploring, and other fun-filled and active recreation types are all important uses on the river and around the city of Steamboat. Uh, with healthy river flows, um, abundant river flows, the recreation community again benefits, but it's not just active recreation, it's the passive recreation. Uh, people, we have a, a Yamp River Core Trail that parallels the river and it's transportation and recreation corridor. So it's, it's a, uh, a valued amenity from the tourists who come here and who are here to spend their tax or spend their dollars and uh, they're enjoying the, the passive side of the river and enjoying sitting on the benches and just having that view. And Steamboat is known for uh, a great place to visit. And the river in the summertime in particular is a big draw for our tourist dollars that we rely on. A healthy river is a healthy community. You know, that's what I think you see most out of it. 
the longevity of businesses to be able to, to keep doing what they do here, I think, um, comes with a healthy river recreation and the opportunities that both people that live here and visit here are able to t take part of. Um, definitely rises and falls with the river. Um, so I think the, the, the healthier we can keep the river and the more awareness we can generate around the river um, just benefits the, the community and the opportunities that are available for folks to come in and build a business or a lifestyle here. Like many other rivers in the West, the Yampa and its water users have been impacted by drought. 2002, 2012, and especially last year, 2018, were significant drought years that caused very low flow levels in the river. In fact, in 2018, at Deer Lodge Park, the river basically ran dry as low snowpack and the needs of a wide array of users essentially took every last drop. These low flows impact everyone, including agricultural interests, municipalities, and recreational users. I think it's taking uh, the recreation side of things for people to realize that the most. Um, a lot of people recreate on the Yampa in the summertime, and uh, with the lower flows that we had in the management plan that we have in place, we actually are implementing closures in conjunction with uh, voluntary closures with Colorado Parks and Wildlife. And that's well publicized, and uh, we're asking people to stay out of the river because of low flows. So I think first and foremost, that's getting out there to the general public. Certainly the, the ranching community already knows about that because they're not able to get water. That's not as well publicized as the recreation side. Yeah, I think our community, or just as, as humans, we tend to take something for granted until it's, it's taken away. And... Um, yeah, since our population centers here in Steamboat, and so people here, if they recreate on the river and then they can't, then they start to ask that question, well, who else is impacted by uh, less flow on the Yampa in these drought years? And then they can look up the river and see that there's an agricultural community that's very much impacted by it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you just see that ripple effect. Mm -hmm. and how it goes out from the different users at different times. And I think the last couple of years, it's been more in people's faces with the low water flow, um, which helps them ask questions and find out more information and how they can make a difference. I think we've seen it on certain sides, mm -hmm. but we still have some work to do. And I'll say as a water supply and river health manager, um, you know, I'm you know, very concerned about uh, the recurrence of these fairly significant drought years. I mean, 2018 was the fourth driest year that we have on the 123 year record. Um, 2012 was a very dry year. 2012 was an extraordinarily dry year. And so looking to the future, figuring out how can we adapt to less water being available for drinking water, but also for aquatic life and for environmental uses as well. The drought conditions on the Yampa have brought all those who rely on the river together to understand how the river connects everyone and why the whole community must work together to protect the critical flows of the Yampa River. In the last two decades, the city of Steamboat, along with other important stakeholders of the river, have prioritized working together to ensure the river's water quality, water quantity, 
and Riverside lands are protected and managed for the benefit of everyone and the river itself. I think it was around uh, early 2000s, late 90s perhaps, we had a, a lot of recreation occurring on the river and it was tubing, uh, recreational tubing, which was kind of going on un- unchecked. And that uh, created enough discussion and, and controversy that it led to the formation and creation of the Yampa River Management Plan, which was a collaborative effort with the uh, local business community, commercial operators, the private recreationalists, and more importantly, some of the uh, wildlife biologists, aquatic biologists, Carl Parks and Wildlife, then uh, Carl Division of Wildlife, and uh, getting everyone to the table to try to figure out how to manage the resource, uh, the recreation, so that the resource is truly protected first and foremost. And uh, one of the items in the Yep River Management Plan was to secure some sort of flows, uh, flows for recreation and for uh, river health. And one of the uh, options they, the city and its partners chose to move forward with was securing this water right, the recreational in-channel diversion, which is a uh, uh, kind of a four month period, roughly. And I'll look to Kelly for some corrections, but uh, roughly a four month period where we're uh, in the line with a water right with other users, so we're not the senior water right, obviously, but uh, it's trying to provide a uh, a time where we're looking for a base minimum flow to provide recreational benefits on those two structures that we have, the D hole and the C hole. And uh, obviously there's many other side benefits to having that water in the system besides recreation. Uh, but that's how the city decided to pursue legally that that avenue to get that water right. And what I'll say is the location where we have the recreational and channel diversion, um, the RISD, um, really ends up being the epicenter of recreation and steamboat in the summertime. And you go there between the C hole and the D hole, which is where it's located. Um, It's also where we have several mineral springs and our library and several parks. People, whether they're in the water or just sitting by the water, I would say everyone just gravitates towards that spot. So it was a really important way to get people connected with the Yamper River, even if they didn't quite understand why they wanted to be connected to the river. And um, by having a water right to protect that, we can ensure that we'll continue to have those peak flows, at least if Mother Nature gives them to us. Um, and also have those lower flows so that recreation can continue um, through the summer. So in 2002, we had a horrendous drought year. River got down to 17 CFS at the Fifth Street gauge. Um, To put that in perspective, in a lot of years, it doesn't dip below 100 CFS. And um, and the river definitely and the aquatic life have been impacted by that drought. Fast forward to 2012, similar conditions, river was dropping, um, and then we were fortunate enough to have the Colorado Water Trust, an organization um, that secures water to keep rivers flowing, um, did a deal with Upper Yampa Water Conservancy District to have water released out of Stagecoach Reservoir, and that really helped to bolster flows um, in a year that could have been pretty devastating, not just for the aquatic life and the environment, but also for our recreation. Colorado Water Trust stepped in multiple years since then to really help our community keep that river flowing, but they did approach the city and say, we need you all to figure out how to address this more locally and in a sustainable way. Um, And so we saw the Colorado Water Plan as a great opportunity to do that. 
when the Colorado Water Plan set the goal to put stream management plans in 80% of the prioritized streams, and then they allocated some funding uh, to do so, the city applied for a watershed restoration grant and um, proceeded to to develop one of the first stream management plans that, that has been finalized since the Colorado Water Plan uh, was adopted. The protection and management of the Yampa would not be possible without engagement from the local community and users of the river. Increased engagement around the Yampa from residents of Steamboat has led to an overwhelming appreciation and outflow of support for the health of the river. Everyone recognizes the importance of a healthy, flowing Yampa for agriculture, recreation, and the overall quality of life for the city of Steamboat. Well, I would say the city has invested a lot in the Yampa River over several decades. And when I say the city, it's the city working with its partners. Um, and historically, they worked a lot with the Yampa Valley Fly Fishers, and we've worked with the Friends of Yampa um, to um, really restore the, the aquatic life habitat on the Yampa. And then investing in um, the stream management plan that we did, I think that was a really important step that the city and its partners took um, to protect the river. Uh, speaking to some of the user groups that we have or the uh, nonprofits that are out there, Friends of the Yampa has been around in the valley uh, for many years, and uh, they uh, have been instrumental both in, uh, throughout several of the plans, uh, all the plans with that Kelly and I just discussed. Uh, the local uh, fly fishing chapter, Yampa Valley Fly Fishers, now affiliated with Trout Limited, um, <clears throat> and there's others. Well, I'd say we were able as a city to measure our community's engagement with the river when we did a community survey in 2017, 2017 um, where we asked respondents to rank um, the value of, or excuse me, the importance of different city services. And I believe managing the health of the Yampa River ranked in the top five, um, just slightly below uh, drinking water and snow plowing, but slightly above police services. So I think that says something about the character of our community. And, uh, through the community surveys, again, you can, uh, we are continuing to hear the importance of the river, the health of the river, and the recreation, and again, it being the lifeblood of the community. Um, the commitment from the community to be part of the planning process, to want to have the community, their, their input heard, and to want the community and the city to invest their dollars in the plans and these recreational improvements. It does have events uh, like our Friends of the Yampa hosts the annual Yampa River Festival. Uh, 20 plus years of that event going on, uh, which is more of a local event. Uh, sometimes we have a professional kayaking event here on the Charlie's Hole, the Sea Hole. Um, the city works with its partners on uh, Yampa River cleanups and the city hosts one of the days in particular specifically working with the partners but also it's led by some of the commercial outfitters. It's very important. I think people in our community are so eager to serve the river that when we have volunteer opportunities we're never short of volunteers. In fact the hard part is just having the the capacity to, to um, funnel that energy into projects. So whether it be the river cleanups or the tree planting events along the river, people get very excited about it.
rivers and streams that flow through Steamboat are part of the region's iconic landscape. It's clear that residents and decision makers in Steamboat are committed to protecting and preserving these resources that are vital for their way of life. It's like the lifeblood, I think, of the valley. It spurs out, whether it's the Yampa, the Elk, the creeks that flow into it. It seems like, to me, I just vision it as, a, as the blood running through the community. It's, it's what connects everyone and keeps everyone going. Follow American Rivers to hear more about Colorado River communities like Steamboat that have reconnected with their rivers to experience the ripple effects that only local rivers can provide. Ripple Effects is a sub-series of American Rivers podcast, We Are Rivers, conversations about the rivers that connect us. Please take a moment to rate and comment on your podcast listening device of choice, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. This provides new listeners with the opportunity to learn about us. Thank you for listening. 